what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, I'm Amy Chang, and I'm a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach, and this is Healthy AF. Here, we're going to bring to you all things health. You'll hear stories of people who have transformed their health and in the meantime, transformed their lives. We'll answer those burning questions about the newest health strategies, and we'll tackle some common roadblocks that my clients bring to me all the time. Lastly, we're going to talk to some practitioners who will bring to you different modalities that they're passionate about and how you could benefit from using those. So buckle in. We're going to be inspired, instructed, and have a little fun with Healthy AF. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Healthy AF. I am so excited to have Dr. Mackenzie Jones here with Breakthrough, Breakthrough Functional Medicine. Um, you know, functional medicine is such a good, good uh, developing, it really, it's probably older than we think it is, place in our healthcare system. And I'm a firm believer in it. And I'm really excited to have Mackenzie here to talk a little bit about um, who she is why she started doing this, how awesome nurse practitioners are, holla holla. Um, <laughs> so let's just start by telling you a little bit about Dr. Mackenzie Jones. Yeah. Hey. Is, hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. No, I'm really super excited for me having another nurse practitioner and, um, and opening up some of the, um, information that people might not have and um, some options they have for especially chronic illnesses outside of just conventional therapies is the bomb.com. <laughs> so uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little bit about your background because I want people to know who you are. Sure. Thank you. All right. So Mackenzie is a doctorate of nursing practice. That is a DNP. She's also a family nurse practitioner that is board certified. She graduated from UNC Wilmington with her BS in nursing and went on to East Carolina University to obtain her doctorate of nursing practice and her family uh, nurse practitioner license. She's board certified as a family nurse practitioner, and she's currently continuing her education in functional medicine at the School of Applied Functional Medicine. She's been treating patients in the functional medicine scene since about 2019, and she's recently opened up her own practice. Welcome, Mackenzie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I know. I'm <laughs> excited, too. I actually, um, you know, your name sort of came to me through different people, and uh, you were on my list of like, I need to, I need to sit down. Like, I need to be across from her. And when we met a few months ago, I was like, I need her on the podcast because other people need to hear her story. It, it's a crazy one for sure. <laughs> it is. Well, let's just start there. Tell us yeah. your story. So, yeah. So, I mean, all the way back at the beginning, you know, always had ear infections, antibiotics, always sick, didn't know what to do with me. Um, by the time I was five, I had asthma and allergies mm -hmm. and um, I think I was 16 by the time I was on seven prescriptions. So <sighs> IBS, acne, you know, you name it. So really, you know, I think traditional medicine was just like, you know, we're giving you a diagnosis. Here's a prescription to help. And they, and they did help. Right. But it was, it was a bandaid and wasn't getting to the root, if you will, which is what functional medicine is all about. Right. So yeah, fast forward to, 
I go to college at UNCW. Always knew I wanted to be a nurse. Um, oh, really? You were one yeah. of those? So I did um, like a career, you know, quiz or whatever in middle school. And it said you should be a teacher or you should be a nurse. And I was like, well, I can deal with guts and, you know, gross things. Whatever. I, should, I should be a nurse. And my mom was a nurse. My grandma was a nurse. Oh. So we always joke it's in our genes. So, yeah. So I kind of knew I wanted to do that. So went to UNCW and started doing all my, you know, prerequisites for nursing. And my first semester, uh, it was actually Halloween. I remember it like pretty vividly. I was with my now husband and I was like, Hey, like something's not right. I need to go to the hospital. Like I was throwing up blood, like was, wasn't pretty. Oh my gosh. So those interesting big warning signs. Yes. So went to the ER on Halloween. So that was entertaining, but and that was a um, shit show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so then um, they diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis, mm. put me on at the time. I don't know if you remember this, they were given Demerol. So oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, so you were a loop loop, weren't you? Yes. And uh, don't even give that anymore. Yes. It was on that ciproflagyl. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole nine. So um, they discharged me, I think the next morning, they're like, take all this stuff. So I remember being on my top bunk, you know, in my dorm room freshman year. And I call my mom and I'm like, Hey, I'm so sick. I can't even get down. Like, you know, just couldn't keep anything down, you know, not, not doing well. So she said, well, I'm going to come get you. So she comes to get me and she's like, you know, we've, we've tried everything. We've tried this traditional route. It's not working. I don't know, know what else to do for you, but I just heard about this um, hippie doctor, right? Or fun- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. This is what year is this? 2009. So that was, uh-huh. you know, a while ago when it wasn't like a thing. So know, it wasn't yes, a thing. Said, we'll get you an appointment because he helped one of my friend's daughters. So we were like, okay. So, anyways, fast forward to going to see him. He was a MD and he did like a really, you know, good physical exam, had all these random things where he'd be like, Oh, you know, I actually feel your thyroids enlarge and you have these white spots on your nails. You have zinc deficiency and you know, all this just little tidbits no one had noticed. So he pretty much told me I was eating foods I was reacting to like gluten, dairy, I think eggs. So cut all those out, started some supplements, um, you know, maybe like five to 10, I can't remember. And anyways, with two weeks, I was like, wow, I mean, I'm like 50% better. So when that happened, then of course I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. You know, it helped me so much. Oh my gosh. And and I'm curious too. So in two weeks you were 50% better. How did that progress? What did that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, you probably know this too. I feel like it's like a journey of ups and downs. So, um, you know, I'd kind of backslide and then would have to, you know, do a different treatment or a different modality. But I mean, I would say, to getting to the place where I want to be. Like I'd say now I'm like, I don't know, 98%, 99. I mean, if that, you know, maybe hundred, I don't know. Um, wow. yeah, it took me, so I guess let's say 10 years. Yeah. So I mean, it's a process, right? Like I was, it always having, is. Yeah. Check you know, my it, yeah yes, that's the thing that I see the most in people, um, is that if I can communicate with them so that they come to that aha moment, of the 1% changes on the daily. Yes. Yes. Like that's the, that's the ticket. That's the little James clear atomic habits. That's the, (laughs) you know, I'm making healthier choices at 50 than I did at 25. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's always, um, you know, ups and downs. So don't get discouraged, but overall, like you said, you should be on that like upward trajectory. Trajectory. Cool. Okay. So it's 2009. You get better. You're a fresh, you're a freshman at UNCW. Yep. You graduate from there. Did you go straight into your uh, DMP program? 
So I, um, they recommend you working a few years, which I'm, oh, I'm, I'm glad. So I'm glad. Yeah, yes. I'm glad. Yeah, I did. So I worked at Duke in the medical ICU from, I guess it was 14 at that point by the time I graduated and, um, was there for like two years. And so that was really cool. I mean, you're doing like the, you know, craziest things like ECMO and dialysis and yeah, all these wild things. So what's your favorite kind of patient in the MICU? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I really, I'd like the continuous dialysis. That was cool. Uh And then they were hard, but the lung transplants, we had a lot of those. Mm. It was was tough though. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's a hard question. What's tough about the lung transplant? They just go through a lot, man. I mean, that's, yeah, the ECMO and all the the yeah. meds they have to take, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would see them, you know, a few get better, which was good because they had like, you know, they have, of course had to do the transplant if they were doing it. So yeah, yeah, you know, so. um, I I didn't, I never did MICU. I I did surgical ICU and I did coronary care, That's like cool. not um cardiothoracic ICU, but just the coronary care. And I did cath lab too. They were my intensive spots. But the other day I was actually sitting in the ED, uh, you know, with that concussion. And they, I I always think about the hospital, you know, because I I do love that environment. And they strolled me by and I was sitting in the hallway on my little stretcher (laughs) waiting for CT to come, you know, get me. And there's a patient and he could not have been, you know, he was sick. Yeah. Sick, sick, you know, tubes everywhere and stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, do I really still miss it? (laughs) I know. Part of you feel a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Not the two hour shifts and the no lunch breaks and the no bathroom breaks. Yeah. Yeah. The time you you pee before you go home and realize you hadn't dropped your drawers in 12. It's not good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not. And to be honest, like, I don't know if you feel this way. I think it's interesting that we're both in um, fields now where we're not looking at survival anymore. You know, we Mm -hmm. were in fields where like, we need you to survive. That's our goal. And then we'll Mm -hmm. deal with, you know, whatever we need to deal with later. Um, And now we're both kind of in fields where like, no, we're looking to thrive, baby. Mm hmm. Well, yeah. don't you think, I mean, part of me, I saw how people got so sick and I was thinking in the back of my head, like, how did they get to this place? Like, I want to catch them before they get here because, you know, a lot of times in NICU, it was like, you know, you're not going to make it. And it's, it's sad. It was sad to see. And so I was like, how can I help people even way, way before this, you know, not get mm-hmm. here and not be, you know, overweight and have all these chronic conditions. Right. I mean, I think yes. that, that made me. Yeah, who I am today. Every time. And, you know, I was just sitting in a, um, a sepsis webinar for six hours. Oh, yeah. And okay. um, two things really sat in my mind. A, you know, the last time I worked in an ICU was, let's see how, my oldest child, it was about 20 years ago. Hmm. 20 hmm. years that I've been out of the ICU. And uh, we still don't know any more about sepsis, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, still... You still don't, don't be getting in septic shock because you're not going to be coming out. Right, know, right. Basically. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was one of the first things that physician said in the very beginning of that webinar is to prevent sepsis, you got to do your foundations, nutrition, mm-hmm. exercise, and sleep. Like, and that's what we preach. <laughs> All day long and, and twice on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's so important, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, you get to ECU, you're doing your DNP. At this point, you know firmly that what you want to do is more root calls, less mm-hmm. ICU. Right, right. And what did yeah. it look like when you graduated and came out? How did that, how, tell yeah. me that story. 
So I always, you know, kind of joke, I have two parts of my brain, like I have that traditional part. And then I have like, you know, if someone like, you know, if someone comes to you and you're like, oh, wow, like you're acutely ill, I need you to go see someone, right? Like, yeah. that's not what I, what I do anymore. I can just tell you're sick and you need to go see yeah. someone, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, so, but so then in the back of my head, I have, you know, that foundational part and functional medicine. And so, yeah, it was kind of, it was tricky, I think, like being in school and, you know, having both parts of my brain, but I, you know, I think we need both too, but mm. I guess from a, um, you know, functional medicine part, I, it, the whole school, I, I guess I did seven years of schooling. I didn't take one nutrition class and that oh, really made me so common. sad. That yeah. Is very common yeah. from all the That's education true. I've ever That's had. True. Yeah. Yeah. So something's got to change. This is terrible. So I may not even know like a fat from a carb from a protein, you know, just in my own experience and my own, you know, studies. So yeah. So tube feeding. Yeah, exactly. The only time we ever looked at it was to calculate all that up for tube feeding. Right. So that, you know, that was kind of like an aha moment of like, we need to go back to the basics and the foundations, kind of like you said. So yeah. So when I graduated in 2019, I knew I wanted to do functional medicine and I'd had that traditional training. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll jump in and see how it goes. So I did start at a cash practice doing functional medicine. So it was really good for me. I, the practitioner I followed, she was really good at like history and timeline. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, this happened. What were you doing then? And a lot of times it was a stress, a trauma, um, or like Hurricane Florence came through in 2018. Oh, well, you have mold in your house because your roof leaked and, you know, just kind of yeah. crazy things like that. So it was an interesting like, or I got a tick bite and that's when the wheels fell off. So I have Lyme disease or maybe, you know, that kind of thing. So it was good for me in that aspect. I really learned a lot and it was a good like functional medicine foundation. Um, and then COVID happened 2020. So then we um, parted ways. So then I meet Dr. Matthew, who's at Trinity Wellness, and he was really into, you know, functional medicine. But he said, hey, you're going to have to switch over to insurance because that's how the practice is set up. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting because I just done, you know, cash. cash, cash. Right. Yeah. And functional medicine is largely cash practice. I think they say 97 percent. Can you believe that? Yeah. And and let's just for anyone not in healthcare, let's uh clear that up just a little bit because mm -hmm. functional medicine doesn't typically go in and treat a problem, which is the way we bill mm -hmm. our insurance carriers. You got to have a problem. So we yeah. really do not have a healthcare system that is built upon thriving and health and real prevention. It's built yeah. on, you've got a disease and we're going to treat you now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, we, got, we were going to diagnose you. It was that bad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We had to wait until you were sick so that we could start treating you and billing and getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now you're in a practice that you're practicing functional medicine, but you're actually having to use the diagnostic code so you can bill. Right. How'd that and, go? Yeah, it was interesting because it was a psychiatry practice too. So I was kind of the only one doing functional medicine, but then I had some, you know, most of them were psychiatric patients like, Hey, I, I think I want to explore this. And, you know, so of course, so interesting with the trauma dynamic, the gut dynamic, just things, you know, people hadn't explored before. So, you know, I think I had a further appreciation of, you know, sometimes people are your anxiety so bad, your depression so bad, you need a medication to stabilize you while you work on everything else. Like doing this type of foundation, functional medicine, it takes a while. And I can't promise you your anxiety is going to be gone like that in a month. It could be, but probably not. Right. So I, I guess that's the way you blend yeah. that. 
And I think it's really appropriate in our, in our healthcare system. You know, if you have someone who has horrible coronary artery disease and they're having a heart attack, you don't just say like, Hey, I hope you make it go do some exercising, stop smoking and change your diet. Right. We're going to take you to the CAD lab. We're going to get you fit. And, and we're going to give you, you know, those recommendations for lifestyle change. So, yeah, so it was, it was good for me to, to remember, you know, because I think sometimes we can get so into the, like the holistic mindset, but then you're like, well, hey, like this person has bipolar, like they need to be stabilized. But then, you know, let's maybe look at your neurotransmitters. Let's maybe look at, you know, why is there um, gut over, or uh, bacteria overgrowth in your gut? And that can make your brain really mad, you know, like all those kinds of like trying to piece it together. So I was very grateful for that opportunity, too, because I just mm. got to learn. But, you know, then I did get to the point where, you know, I was, um, I think I had like a six month waiting list or something crazy. Mackerel. Yeah. And just because everyone was like, oh, like this girl takes insurance and she's helping a lot of people. Because I mean, I, I was able to get some people off their medications or at least less. And so that was really cool um, to see. So, yeah. So I kind of feel like I came to um, a fork in the road. Like, okay, I can't have a family and like the lifestyle yeah. that I want with the model that we're in. Because, I mean, you know, with, um, you know, I did some just psychiatry patients of like, oh, hey, you have ADHD, here's your medications. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is why our model set up like this. Cause I was like, okay, do you need anything? Oh no, just my medications. Do you want to, I'd be like, do you want to talk about anything like diet, exercise? So you're like, no, like I just want my meds. And then you would, you know, bill them. I build you the same time as I spent with someone for functional medicine who was like a 30, 45 minute appointment. Yeah. So it was just crazy to see like, oh, okay, that's, that's the person this model is good for, you know? So, yeah. And so I was charting all day, you know, just, uh, just super, um, bur- you know, getting burnt out. And I was like, this isn't how it should be. So then, um, total godsend for sure. I found this, um, model of, okay, here's how I'm going to set up my practice. And when I found it, I was like, this makes perfect sense to me. You know, the first point was the foundations, right. So kind of a little, health coaching in there. Like let's talk diet, exercise, stress, sleep, all those things first. And then um, it's fun because I get to go over labs too. Mm. So really saying like, Hey, what's optimal, you know, so just the whole model made sense for me. Um, and then after that, if you want to continue to work together, it's a commitment, it's 12 months, like you're signing on and we're kind of like hitting the ground running. So it's been great. It's been oh, amazing. I love that. And so what I'm, what I'm curious about is, um, the types of clients you get who present mm-hmm. with the types of disease processes you get. Cause I have an idea that <laughs> you have clumps. Yes. You have clumps of people that mm-hmm. are coming to you with specific uh, health issues. One thing mm-hmm. I hear in my practice is, and um, largely it's stress related, mm-hmm. but it's um, I know my gut is bad. I hear, I know my gut is bad. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear I'm having diarrhea all the time Mm -hmm. or I hear, um, you know, my anxiety is up. Mm -hmm. I hear that a lot. I feel overwhelmed to like the point of a sort of paralysis kind of. Right. Right. Um, I hear uh, I want to come off my antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hear uh, I'm not as interested in the bedroom as I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is distressing, you know, clearly that's a big yeah. part of your life, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I hear a lot of things and I also, because I do have Hashimoto's and have had it yes. for, you know, a quarter century. Uh, I hear that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Is that my like, thyroid's not working. 
Mm-hmm. So I hear a, a lot of sprinklings that say to me, like, functional medicine, functional medicine, functional yeah. medicine. Anyway, yeah. So what do you see? Oh, I feel like it's, yeah, like you said, so many different things. So I think, like you said, with stress, that's the thing I see the most. And, you know, it's so, I think, countercultural to be like healthy and not be stressed out. It's almost like we wear it as a badge of honor, like, oh, how are you? Oh, busy, you know, or always, always doing something. And it's, you know, it's like, when did we get to this place? Like, when has culture been like that? I mean, I guess maybe after the 1950s, I don't know. But yeah, so just, um, you know, our bodies can, can do a lot. They're really resilient. But if we're in that chronic low grade fight or flight, like stress, you know, we're just, we're just not going to get better. So, cause our body's not going to heal. If we're being chased by it or thinks we're being chased by a bear is what I always say. You know, our body's like, okay, like we're going. And like, You're hey, not going to stop and, and drop a poop. <laughs> if your body is like, no. Yep. Or want to have sex, right? Like you said. Oh, geez. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to prioritize that. No. And you know what I see coming in too, now that we're just talking about that, uh, is that's where the cocktails come in. Mm, right. Like trying to get you. Yeah. Yeah. They're just that people just are trying to, you know, because it is that I, I remember the first time I ever read like in a Brene Brown book uh, mm-hmm. about the culture of I'm busy and right. I was a younger mom at the time. And um, there is a huge cultural thing. If you're a mom mm-hmm. and you're not like worn out. And running people here, there, and everywhere, and you know, like earning your keep and wearing your mom medal of honor on, you know, there's some shame and stuff. Yeah. And running them to all the activities and the extracurriculars. And yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, I try and um, I, I know you do this too, but like meet people where they're at and like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not saying you're not going to have stress, but let's just maybe find like an hour in the day where we can just have you time or like, I always call it vitamin J, right? Vitamin joy. Like, what oh, can we I love that? Makes you happy. You know, a lot of times we're so, you know, I think like you said, as moms, we're focused on, like, okay, I have to take care of them, them, them. And, and of course that's, you know, normal and that's okay. But like, can we just take a little time for us so that way we can be grounded and be the best version of us that we can be? I love it that you bring up joy. Um, I just did a podcast with my kid on angst or joy. And oh, cool. um, yeah, it was actually super fun. I'm so proud of her. I can't even stand myself. <laughs> but, um, y- you know, I think if you equate it to our healthcare models too, it's we deal with angst or illness. And as long as we can get you to a spot that you're surviving and leaving the ICU, and as long as we can get you to a spot where like your nose holes are above the water. <laughs> Still breathing. <laughs> yeah. Like you're good. And that's mm-hmm. actually not joy. Right. That's not joy. That mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm still trudging through, but it mm-hmm. is not joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> that you say vitamin J, because we are not talking about like, hey, to deal with your chronic stress, you need to just get to a survival spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we're saying if you want to have some great poops and some great sex, you need to find some joy. <laughs> yeah, like, work on that first. Yeah. yeah. So it's the things like that. You're like, oh, wow. Like you take a step back and you haven't even taken the time because you're so busy to think about it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, so, so what would be the nugget? What? What's the first thing that you either suggest to your people or some of the best interventions that come out of my practice are the interventions that my client has, you know, thought up 
I mean, I don't make this stuff up. Like, you know, the answers. So I'm just the question asker. What's some of the interesting things or something that you would want the listeners to know if, if you're feeling that stress and that chronic, Mm -hmm. I'm running, 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 running. What's maybe an easy peasy tip that they can do? I always try and focus on morning routines and nighttime routines. Mm. So just having that like time of the day. So I know for like a lot of moms, if your kids are sleeping till six, can you just get up at like five 30 and have that little bit of time? So, you know, maybe going outside on your porch and, you know, gratitude journaling or taking some deep breaths, praying, meditating, um, stretching, you know, mm. those kinds of things. Right. And that's so nice. Or like putting your feet in the ground and grounding, like, you know, being, being a hippie in that way, but it's so, you know, so good for you. Um, so yeah, I really like that. And I, and I'm, I think we've talked about this, but seeing that morning sunshine come up, Mm. right. That morning sunlight actually makes us release melatonin that night. So it's really helping us with our circadian rhythm and our cortisol and our melatonin. So, you know, just something simple, like, Hey, just try to go outside for however many minutes you can and just get that morning sunlight. I love that. That That's such a great suggestion. And it brings up to me, you know, when mine were little, they were always early risers. Uh, And the difference in how I started my day, mm -hmm. when I started my day to my alarm waking me up, Mm -hmm. uh, then when I started my day to mom, mom, (laughs) (laughs) and I would set my alarm literally just for like 15 minutes earlier. And I might even still be in bed, but be awake. Totally shit. Yeah. Just totally shifted. Just, just let me be conscious (laughs) before I have to feel to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I had not thought about yeah, that. In the, um, same with the nighttime routine too, where I think a lot of us have that dysregulated cortisol mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of us are inside all day and then at nighttime, those bright lights are coming on, right. And, um, making our brains confused. So then it's almost like our cortisol flips and we're like, Oh, we're awake. We're ready to do stuff now. We're not tired anymore. You know? And, um, that melatonin can't take over because we need cortisol to be lower before that melatonin can take over. So I'm trying to have a good, really like calming nighttime routine. So can we do some tea? So can we do a supplement called glycine? That's very like relaxing. It's almost like a, um, glass of wine because it's very, it's an amino acid that's very relaxing. Um, and it, and it tastes kind of like sweet. So, you know, just trying to find those little things. Um, do or you like just get that at a random health food store? Do you, is yeah. it capsule? Is it, what is that? And have a powder. The powder is usually what I use. Um, yeah. Any health food store, like in town, like Lovey's Tidal Creek or yeah, wherever mm-hmm. everyone is. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, just maybe like, again, vitamin J, like, do you like to read books? Do you like to take baths? Like, what does that look like? And then just getting ourselves that morning and nighttime, you know, time to just be like, oh, okay, we did, we did today. We did good. I love that. I yeah. love that. And I would say not even an hour. Like if you yeah. start with a yeah. five minute, I just yeah, need to be nothing. awake and praying before. <laughs> 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 you know, just please let me contact me. my higher power before you call me mama. Yeah. Like, please help me. <laughs> yes. uh, are you there, God? It's me, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Got to do it all over again. That's right. Okay. So stress is a big thing that you deal with mm-hmm. in your client base. What else? 
Um, so yeah, I think, and like we kind of talked about sleep already, a lot of people, um, you know, I just do basic things like, Hey, let's put some blue light blockers on and block that light coming from your phone or your TV, or let's put your phone away. Let's say eight o'clock and a little alarm goes off and you put it away. So you're not on social media and the news stressing yourself out. Yeah. And then we're in that fight or flight and we're not going to sleep well. So I have a lot of people Um, they start waking up at like three, four o'clock in the morning. And that's usually your cortisol. So we have a cortisol awakening response and that's our body just saying, Hey, we're again, watching out for that bear that's coming. We're not in parasympathetic. So just really working on, you know, the nighttime routine, maybe some sleep supplements, um, blue light blockers, you know, just basic things or play an app, right. To like, yeah, breathe. Um, you know, I think that's one thing I forget all the time. And I think people do too, is like our cells run on oxygen and how Mm. often are we like, like shallow breathing or like, not like taking a full inhale. I mean, it's like, just not our normal day to day. Like, Oh, let me just take some deep breaths. Like, you know, people don't and that's it's so basic, but it really works. It does. You know, um, I have a few a handful of clients mm-hmm. who come into session, you know, um, I don't like this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, help me. <laughs> you know, like, I made it. I'm here. They need me in 60 minutes. Three, two, one, go, coach. Yeah. And I almost always just say, like, okay. I have uh, some box breathing exercises. Would you like to do some? Yes. um, It's interesting. I have that and I have a poem that I absolutely love called She Let Go. And um, I can't remember who reads it, but there's some English dude who reads the version of it that I love. And and it takes three minutes to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And his little voice is just like, right. And every time that we come into session, all harried, and we go like, okay, let's breathe or let's just listen and be still Then who we are literally on the other side of that two minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they probably can't like learn and hear you when they're in that fight or flight. So it's like you have, you know, have to help them get into that place. Yeah. When I'm asking them questions about like, <laughs> you know, well, how did your exercise routine today really align with your deepest value? You know, and you're in like, that doesn't, you know, yeah, no, it's not conducive. There's no pooping, sex, or self-discovery when you are in like bear mode. Yes. Yeah. So it just doesn't work very well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said exercise. So um, I don't know if you get this too, but I feel like I have a lot of women who are like, I need to lose weight. I want to be fit. And so it's almost like um, we're overdoing it. And our body's like, you know, I'm, I'm really stressed. I'm going to hold on to this weight because, you know, again, we're being chased by a bear. And so, you know, almost telling people like, I know you're, you think I'm going to, I'm crazy, but I want you to maybe lift weights, run like once or twice a week. And the other days I want you to like go for a walk, you know, do some stretching, do some light weight lifting, and you'll actually probably like lose more weight doing that, which is just crazy. But, you know, again, back to that, you know, parasympathetic and sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Find, and I've always said this, you know, being a CrossFit trainer since 09, like, mm-hmm. right, you mm-hmm. want to talk about some type A yeah. athletes <laughs> who, you know, who are um, engaging in competitions wherever they are, how often they are, whether they're local or national or, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And the biggest error I see is overtraining and not resting. Period. 
mm-hmm. don't rest and they won't recover and they you know, won't yeah. and they do get injured and yes. they won't like give themselves grace. Mm-hmm. Like so even when they are resting, it's almost like as if I've duct taped them to a lounge chair yeah. and they're like struggling the whole time and you're like, dude. <laughs> like, no, your body seriously needs you to like right. do some breathing and like do some praying yes. and some meditating yes. and get on the ground. Yeah. Do all yeah. the stuff. Right. So, and just, um, what do you think? Like just take one or two days off a week. I mean, I guess two probably ideally. I think it depends on the person yeah. and I think it depends on the activity and the type of rest day you're having. Like I've, yeah. I've found that hair kills me. Um, I've found that in my comeback from my Achilles tear, mm-hmm. you know, where I was largely sedentary and I went through a really tough emotional year. So lots of, you want to talk about some cortisol? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like been there. Yeah, I know. Right. Over my cup was overflowing and then it yeah. was depleted. Right. But um, coming back into that and um, looking to build more muscle mass because I mm-hmm. lost some uh, it was at first, I'm going to be at the gym three days a week. Mm-hmm. And on my rest days, I'm going to ride my bike mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a run and it's not going to be for time and it's mm-hmm. not going to be, be for anything but mental health, vitamin D community. Yeah. yeah. You know? I need to be on the loop saying good morning to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I, oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Right. It, it really does fill my soul and help me feel connected yeah, and that is so important. And in some yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's like probably way healthier for you than you know, go 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 all day inside a gym. Then let's go run, walk outside. Yeah, and so I try yeah. to balance like, and then it was funny, especially coming back from that Achilles tear. One thing I realized, thank goodness for my whoop, telling me all my like, oh, yeah. hey, by it. the way, your recovery sucks. Uh, <laughs> is that like I really did need at least a day and a half on the couch, period. Mm-hmm. And so I would literally, Amy, you are going to watch at least two movies this weekend. <laughs> Get your net, you know. And yeah. I did literally just have to kind of duct tape myself to the lounge chair, <laughs> you know, so I could have rest days that looked like I'm going to ride my bike and run. Yeah. And I could, and I had to have one rest day that it was like, no, you're not going to do even housework. You're not going to go yeah. out in the yard. You're That's what I down. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I'm like, take like give a Sabbath, if you will, just like yep. one day. And people look at me like I have two heads. They're like, wait, no, like laundry, no dishes. Like, I'm like, no, like take one full day just to do what you want to do. What's fun. And I can't tell you how um, much that changed my health just mm-hmm. doing that. I started that like a year and a half ago. And I was like, why have I not been doing this my whole life? Like, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny when I look at my, uh, I think on the Duke wheel of health, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's grouped in it's grouped as movement, exercise and rest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I really like the way they did that because exercise is different from movement. Like I can tell you that about three times a day, I take about a three minute walk outside, three to 10 exactly. minute walk outside. It's a meditative walk. It's not a fast walk. Sometimes I'm on the phone. Sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hot as two Hades out there. I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, but that's, part of my movement, mm-hmm. you know, this, um, uh, last night, actually, I took a very slow bike ride, Nice, yeah. moving, 
not, you know, on any, and when I do ride my bike, it's a, it's a beach cruiser. Okay. We're not talking about no, like 21 <laughs> feet all over the island. So no, I'm just, I'm just being happy and free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the rest of like yep. really rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you got to play with that. Now I'm up to four gym days a week. Yeah. Perfect. But they all That's look fun. different. Um, yeah. I think about two of those days, I have about 10 minutes of very intense work. Mm-hmm. The rest mm-hmm. of those days for me is um, body weight lifting, like strict pull-ups, strict dips. Um, awesome. Gr- a lot of grip work. Mm-hmm. I lost yeah. a lot of grip strength. Yeah. Um, so a lot of grip work. And then um, uh, squats, deadlift, you know, normal strengthy kinds yeah. of things. So, okay. it does. you know, my CrossFit, career right now, my movement, exercise and rest right now looks mm-hmm. nothing like it did when right. I started CrossFit in 07. And it was five to six days a week of go in and have at least a 20 minute, very intense. And did you, did you tear your Achilles doing that type of workout? Oh, no, I tore it playing tennis. Oh, I was like, dang. No, I actually, uh, I have to say it's never been CrossFit that mm-hmm. has any no it really hasn't been it's been dumb stuff I once had a back spasm after I picked a a dog pillow off the floor it was ridiculous but but that (laughs) three weeks I walked around like with my pelvis tucked under it was horrible Uh, but yeah it's it's typically never in the gym it's always dumb stuff (laughs) (laughs) um and I don't know if you tell people this but I always think like after you work out I mean not like maybe right after when you're like tired and like oh that was hard but you know, maybe like hour two, maybe that afternoon, you should exercise should make you feel better. If you're mm-hmm. feeling depleted after, then you probably have some adrenal fatigue, which is, you know, chronic stress. And our body's like, hey, like we're doing everything we can. And when you exercise, you're just making me more tired. So can you just go walk and chill out? You know, mm-hmm. so I tell people I'm like, just just, you know, watch your day after you should feel better. Like weightlifting should make you feel better. Like walking should make you feel better. You I know? love that because I have had both friends and athletes who like one when they work out in the morning, like their day is shot. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like that. OK, that is not normal. That's not good. Yeah. Your day should not be shot after, you know, you're 45, even to an hour. I mean, I stay two hours at the gym every day that I go my four wow. days a week. Part it well. And I'll tell you why. Because part of it for me, when I look at what is the benefit of my going to CrossFit, there's mm-hmm. like the muscle strength, coordination, balance, blah, blah. There's also community. Yeah. There's okay. music therapy. Because I can guarantee you I've got my 90s dance music on, you know. <laughs> and uh, but I'm but I'm working out beside someone and I can high five and like, hey, what, you know, if yeah. I want to engage. And then the last part of my workout, my time at the gym is about 20 minutes of stretching and or meditation and prayer. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. Because I am clear Mm -hmm. and I haven't left yet. And as soon as my feet get in that suburban to leave that gym. Yeah, exactly. And that meditation is not going to happen. So uh, that was one of the things I learned when I was rehabbing my Achilles and I'd just go to PT and do my PT and then leave. I'm like, why am I not getting the juice? Why am I not getting that relaxation, that clarity? It's because I wasn't taking the time while I was clear to be still. Mm, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So, um, okay, so we talked about all the pillars. So the only other one I didn't talk about was um, diet. 
No, no, that's a big. I shot away from that. If we can just keep talking. Yeah, we can talk about diet. Um, the same thing, though. I think people don't eat enough. Like we're we're like, oh, we want to lose weight, so I'm gonna not. I'm gonna eat like one or two meals a day, and I'm like, hey, like you need protein, you need good carbs, like fruits and vegetables and and fat. So I have people um, again. I'm like work out less. And they're like, who are you? And then I'm like, <laughs> you know, eat more throughout the day. And they're like, I don't understand. Like you're doing the opposite of what, yeah. you know, everyone's told me. So yeah. I, and I think, um, not many people get protein either. So I have a lot of people start their day off if they can with protein, even before their coffee, because coffee can jack up our cortisol and our adrenals. And so I'm not saying don't drink coffee, but try and have some protein first. So. <laughs> yeah. You'd be having some steaks yeah, burning at your office if you try it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. You can have your coffee. <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's pertinent to mention like that whole, like exercise less, eat more works mm-hmm. well when your hormones are jacked up. Yeah. But once yeah. you settle out that stress and that those hormones, then mm-hmm. we can start tweaking in, you know, now right. you can build a little muscle, but you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to build muscle when yeah. your, uh, you know, cortisol is just through the roof. It's mm-hmm. just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I agree. I probably get the people who are like, you know, cortisol. Oh, yeah. So that's what I see, you know. Yeah. And it's hard, I think, when people come in in that mm-hmm. to um, wrap them up enough in mm-hmm. grace and love and trust and faith that they, okay, like, I know this sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. I know it does. But Trust we me. Gotta, yeah, we got to mm-hmm. bring that mm-hmm. down. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and and really, once you do, then life sort of evens out. So yeah. let me go back to this nutrition thing because I have a question on this. Uh, <laughs> lately, I've seen more and more and more, and I'm very interested in the concept of we go around looking for calories and we go around having hungers. Mm. And really, it's because our nutrients suck even mm. in good quality food. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I am really a, a firm believer that all theories in healthcare and health will change over time, period. Yep. yep. They, they will. I mean, in 1980, nobody could have any fat because we were going to eradicate uh, chronic right. heart disease. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. right. And we're still all dying of heart attacks. So, yeah. you know, that's some bullshit. But, right. <laughs> um, y- you know, I, I really like that idea that maybe yeah. it's not the amounts, the macros, that maybe it's also that we are just not getting the nutrients that we need. I know. It's, and it's so sad. So I've seen a few studies like um, squash, yellow squash back in the 19, I think it was like 20s or 30s, had 100% of the vitamin A intake that we needed in a day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now it's like zero or something crazy. You're kidding so me. Like our over farming, our nutrients, our soil, right? Like supposed to rest the soil. We never do that. We're just like, go, go, go. Um, so yeah. So, and you know, I think when people see me, they're like, I eat so well, like I do all these yeah. things. Why do I still need to supplement? And I'm like, I really wish I could not, I could get people to like, just take a multivitamin and that's it. Right. But you know, nowadays, like our magnesium so depleted because it's not in our soil anymore. So, and when we get stressed, magnesium gets depleted. So that's when I find probably like 80% of people need to replace. Really? Yeah. Now, if yeah. you were, it, it, I don't even know if you can answer this question because there's <laughs> 80 billion different types of magnesium. Oh, I know. I love them all too. <laughs> I know. Right. And they all have sort of different what off the cuff, if somebody's just listening and they're thinking like, well, shit, my magnesium is probably low because I'm a normal person. 
what would be the type of magnesium you would say start first? So my favorite is glycinate with a G, G-L-Y. Um, it's good at nighttime. It's really calming and relaxing, helps with sleep and relaxation. So that one's my personal favorite. I would say probably 80% of patients are like, oh yeah, like you're a genius. This worked really well. And I'm like, oh, it's just magnesium. It's the best supplement ever. Um, so I love that one. You know, a lot of people take over the counter like magnesium oxide and it just doesn't get absorbed well. Most people feel worse on it actually. Um, so anything like synthetic, like a multivitamin just over the counter, it's probably going to have that oxide. And then it's most likely not being absorbed. If anything, just working on your bowels. Like maybe yeah, too much. Say, that's your pooper. That's your yes. magnesium. If you're not pooping. Right. Or citrate. Your, yeah. yeah, like citrate. Or citrate, for- yeah. Yeah. And then um, I really like magnesium malate with an M. That one's really good for in the morning time, gives you energy, helps your mitochondria. So back to chemistry, how we make ATP, right? How how we make energy. Um, A lot of times our mitochondria gets dysfunction. So there's people who are like, oh, I worked out. I feel super tired. Hey, let's try the magnesium malate and see if that can get our Krebs cycle and our electron transport chain, all that nerdy stuff working again. I love it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So would you suggest taking a mag glycinate in the evening and a mag malate in the morning? That's what I do. I found that works really well for me. There's like so many out there though. There's, um, Tori, that one's good for like cardiovascular, like blood sugar, more of that. Like we were talking about coronary artery disease. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a lot of like palpitations, can't figure it out, maybe that. Um, and then I really like three and eight, it goes through the blood brain barrier. So that one's really good. If you're like a super anxious person, you know, even throughout the day, and you can take that throughout the day. It's calming, but usually doesn't make you sleepy like the glycinate. So there's so many different kinds. And Love then so just so that we're covered, um, <laughs> you don't want to just pop 15 mags a day. Yeah. Yeah. You of any type. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's see why. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> talk to your healthcare professional, right? It's but, so true. Um, yeah. I think, you know, maybe start with one. And then if you have a loose stool, you're probably doing too much. Um, and then there's, you know, the magnesium potassium ratio, making sure you're not overdoing it and lowering your potassium, but that's, you know, pretty uncommon. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a fascinating, that's the, the, you know, when I became a nurse in 95, it was, um, it, I, I didn't really, you know, know I wanted to be a nurse. Uh-huh. But I had a friend uh, who's still a very good friend of mine, and sh- and we were talking one day, and she's like, you know, nurses can make like up to seventy grand, and I was like, well, crap. I mean, that's pretty good, and I do like chemistry. That's one of my courses that I liked. I was like, I like chemistry, and I like taking care of people. So, all right, you know, good I got feel. so lucky that I absolutely loved it. But to this day, like the chemistry part. It's so fascinating to me when we start talking about cells and all the electrolytes that ha- all the things that have to happen for one little cell to do one little squeeze so that your heart beat or your thigh can run or how are we alive? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I always joke, like the more I learn, the more I'm like, wow, I like don't know anything. Cause it's yeah. just so in- like, you know, intricate. that's called wisdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Like learning all the, you know, nutrients that could boost um, yeah. mitochondria and, you know, the Krebs cycle and detox and all those fun things. So, yes, yeah, yeah, so detox very good with that. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> detox is another whole. Oh my gosh. Wild. Yeah. And I, I don't even like, um, we may need to have another podcast <laughs> slash webinar. Ways, 
I know two pathways well, and then I keep learning more and I'm like, oh, good grief. Yeah. <laughs> I got to learn something now. Honestly, yeah. well, when, when you look at your nutrition and you look at chronic disease and how uh, nutrition plays into chronic disease and um, autoimmune issues mm-hmm. that are just really yeah. rampant. They sure. are just everywhere. Um, and inflammation, we talk about inflammation a lot. I think that's the new buzzword in healthcare. It's been around, but, um, I think we're learning more and more and more. And I think mainstream is, um, really adopting that it's here and it's causing the bad stuff. Right. 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 So when we look at all that and you look at, am I getting the nutrients in my food and, or supplements? And even if I'm getting them, can my body absorb them? Mm-hmm, and exactly. and utilize them properly, and that hits all that. Well, how many toxins you got living in there? Yeah, uh, yeah. that's and a bowl of wax health and your gut health and all that. Oh yeah, it gets it gets crazier and crazier. Um, yeah, that's what um, I love about functional medicine because we're we're digging and we're saying, okay, not only can we check your bloodstream, right, like what's in what's circulating, but let's look at the metabolites and like the breakdown from your cell. So like the organic acids, if you will. So they're out of pocket. They can be expensive, but if you kind of have hit a wall and you're like you know, I've done all these things. I'm, I'm still not getting better. Then we can look at, well, what do your detox pathways look like? And are you actually absorbing your B12 into the cell? Like, does the cell telling us you're good? Not just what's your bloodstream telling us. So it's, it, it's, yeah, more in I the weeds. Yeah. Let me um, make sure that everybody got that because I think I'm on the same page with you. Uh, so when when we would um, when we'd have a patient in the ICU and we wanted to make sure that they had enough air enough mm-hmm. oxygen in their blood, at some point if we were putting giving them high amounts of oxygen mm-hmm. and too much of it was still in their blood, we knew their cells weren't actually using it. Right, exactly. So the cell couldn't utilize the food, mm-hmm. the oxygen right. food we were giving giving it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about is having blood tests, not for just what is inside your blood that you've given Mm -hmm. your body to utilize, but then also like, did your body utilize it properly Mm -hmm. and how how healthy is the cell? Like, did it absorb it into the cell and use it? Right. Right. And that's That's what what you're talking about. And we typically test for that. Yeah. Yeah. No. In in, uh, in traditional healthcare. Yeah. And then, yeah, what's blocking it? Like the cell, is it a toxin? Is it not having enough fatty acids like fish oil? You know, like why aren't, why isn't our cell absorbing it? So yeah, so all those things. I love that because it takes it right. I mean, it takes it way down from like, Mm -hmm. what are you putting in your mouth to what is going into your gut, to what is getting into your bloodstream, to what is actually being utilized, what else is in there. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the challenge and the ticket. And I'm so glad you're doing it. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, um, I just did a test for my own self and I was taking a B complex. Everything was good, but randomly like B2 or B3, like riboflavin. And I'm like, why do I need more of that? But my body said I did. So I supplemented with extra riboflavin for two months. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop now. I shouldn't need any more. You know, so it's just random things like that. Like you don't know until you check. You know, my vitamin D, um, last time I had it checked, which was about a year ago, I think, was through the roof. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, not, we don't know. We don't know if I was taking too much because I was taking the recommended dosage. 
mm-hmm. or if my body wasn't utilizing it. Oh, yeah. Mm, so a little fun. mystery there. And there's we'll two see. different types of vitamin D too. So we usually we'll check. We do mystery. Yeah, we usually check D2, but you actually can check D3. It's just more expensive and insurance mm-hmm. won't cover it. So then yeah. if so, yeah, if you came to see me, I would check that on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have lots of playtime, uh, I think, here soon. So, well, is there anything else you'd like to share with anyone listening who is either interested in functional medicine or up against a wall where they have tried the I'm on 14 antibiotics and I'm not doing well and I don't know why? Anything yeah. you want to share with them? Um, I don't, I'm sure you've seen this too, but I feel like people almost have trauma from the medical system because we go in now to our primary care, whoever, and you know, they're like, oh, well that's, you're normal. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Your blood work was fine. And you're like, no, like I'm, I'm tired. I have joint pain. I'm having all these gut issues. And it's just like, oh, well, we don't know. We're like, go do all these tests. Oh, we can't find anything. So that's kind of where, you know, I landed and why I found functional medicine. And, um, so I think it's just, you know, if you feel like you're not being heard and someone's not you know, digging as much as you want them to. I think that's where functional medicine comes in, where we will listen. We will, I promise, find something wrong or something we can help with. Right. Um, So that's why I really love functional medicine because it's getting to the root and just keeping on digging and being an investigator. And that's, yeah, I love love that. And I want to just thank you for doing what you're doing in the community and and for our health. Because it's, it's very clear to me that not only are you passionate about like, the nerdiness of like, let's go after it. You know, yeah. I, I feel like you're just a little honey badger. Oh, for sure. You know, um, I don't know, <laughs> but I also really hear the, the passion that you have for listening to people and like being with them and being a partner in like, no, you're not alone. I'm not going to poo poo you. Mm-hmm. We are going to go as far as you want to go and we're going to find out what we can find out. And I really, um, you know, if we can all move in that direction as healthcare providers and, and as healthcare consumers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to yep. be able to move from angst yeah. to happiness. Yeah. Yes. And we're yeah. going to be able to move from like surviving to like really thriving health. Yes, for sure. And I love my health coaches too, because I feel like I throw a lot of information at people like, Hey, you need to do all these things. And of course you can't do them all at one time. So seeing a health coach walking you through, like, let's break this down, focus on one thing at a time. You know, what's the maybe thing you want to focus on? Cause it's your health yeah. and it's your goals. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I found health coaching, I have to say, uh, I've always like my favorite nursing theorist was Nola Pender and she is all about health promotion and disease prevention. And she's all about health education. Like I love health education and the frustration is twofold. A, uh, you've come in with a heart attack and now I'm telling you, Oh, by the way, you need to change 18 facets of your life tomorrow. Good luck. And then I see him back in six months. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's sad and it's frustrating that yeah. there's the one thing. And then the other thing is like, you know, it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't work. Everybody actually knows pretty much what we need to do. I mean, there's some gaps. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people didn't know we could pull a D3 and a D2 and, and look. But, you know, for the most part, we know Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that we need yeah. to to do for our bodies. And um, it's not in the knowing what to do. It's so, yeah, the coaching, in the mindset and in the, you know, not creating more stress 
mm-hmm. by deciding now you have to go to the gym five days a week. You have to eat all organic food that you all have to cook at home. It can't have any gluten, dairy, or, you know, eggs in it. And, yeah. and you've got to do it right now, 911. Right, right. And I'm like, hey, this is what I would like you to do, but I know that's probably not reasonable. So go work with a health coach and, yeah. you know, meet us where you can, you know? Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, I love what you do too. So oh, thankful. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Healthy AF with Dr. Mackenzie Jones, a DNP. She has my heart with a little functional medicine here in, in Wilmington. We'll have the ways you can contact her all in the show notes. Um, if you want to use her for a resource, I would say that's a good place to start. Mackenzie, thank you so much again for being Thanks here. For having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast. I hope that it has helped you create a new possibility for your health and sets you into action to go get it. If you want more information or if you want to connect with me, visit my website at myhealthylife.coach. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that each new Healthy AF episode will be sent directly to you. Let's take you from where you are to where you want to go. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.